Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Purpose by Design. I am Dr. Pamela. I'm so excited to have you here tonight. We have another just amazing, powerful guest on the show tonight. And I'm so honored and privileged at the people that just keep coming. And all of them are just incredible. And tonight is no different. So before we jump in, I'm asking all of you to do us a big favor and hit that subscribe button. If you haven't hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, because we need to send the message that these type of programs are needed. And then, of course, share it, share it right now with somebody at the beginning so that they can follow along and get encouraged and empowered tonight. So thank you to all of you that are here watching and viewing. Remember, you're here on purpose with a purpose by design, not by default. And so with no further ado, I want to welcome this amazing woman here. Miss Lee is with us. Woo! And she's going to tell you all about herself in a minute. But oh, my goodness, she served in the Marines for eight years. Now, I'm telling you, that is an accomplishment in and of itself because that's not that's a hard branch of the military to get in. And she did it and she did it as well as any of the other men that were there, which I'm sure we'll get to hear more about as if that's not enough, because that is a huge undertaking. Then she climbed the corporate ladder as high as it would take her and found like, hmm, I want more. So she realized she couldn't get that at the top of the ladder. So she decides to reinvent herself and now has a business of coaching and helping other women who have faced that same thing. Maybe it's been reaching that corporate ladder top, ceiling and realizing it's not all that it's cut out to be for some, or maybe it's being um, a domestic abuse survivor, because this is another thing that she has been through, or just finding that being a woman, hello, is a blessing, but it can be challenging, and have somebody that understands that, well, this is what Lee does, and she helps you unwrap that power and greatness within and go running after it. So she's a coach. She is a speaker. Come on now. She's a businesswoman. She is an international author, best-selling author. On top of that, all this other stuff that you have done. And thank you for your service to our nation. Lee, oh my gosh, you are a powerhouse. So I've just told a little bit about you, but would you please fill in the blanks and tell us here on Purpose by Design, who are you? Well, that was actually a pretty good intro, I must say. Um, so thank you for that, Dr. Pam. So so I have, you know, my career, my life has been this windy, curvy road, right? That's that's part of what, what makes us unique. It's what makes us who we are. When we look back on our life and we realize all of the things that we have gone through. So some of the pieces that, that we didn't talk about that I think are interesting for, for others is that um, I grew up, I was the, the single daughter of a teen mom. I did not have my father around and I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. So those bits of information are, are very interesting. And I joined the, the, the Marine Corps right out of high school because college wasn't an option for me at the time. And so I chose to go into, into the Marine Corps and many people at the time would ask me why or they would say well why don't you go into the air force because that's easier mm -hmm. women go into the air force so why don't you go into the air force and they doubted me they doubted that i would be able to make it and so i have this saying is you know let people doubt you then do it twice and take pictures right so they doubted me and I said, okay, you doubt that I can do this? I'll show you that I can do it. And so that's how, that's really, that was my, my push to, to go into the, into the military. And it was an amazing experience. And I, I served for eight years. And during my time in the military, in the Marine Corps, is when I became a domestic abuse um, survivor. 
And it was uh, the culmination of so many things where you think you're so, um, you're at the pinnacle, you think you're at the top, you think that nothing can bring you down. Um, and you go through a, a situation in your life that brings you so far to the bottom that you don't know how you're going to get up again. You just don't, you're down and, and you are on the ground. And, and so it was a journey for me to climb myself, to climb my way out of that and to climb up and stand up and be strong and regain my confidence and, and find my voice and use my strength in order to to really take myself to the next to the next level but you know all of that is to say you know now when people look at me they see the c-suite executive they see the businesswoman they see the international best-selling author they see the 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 speaker the public speaker the international speaker the woman who has accomplished so much but what they don't see is the person i was 25 years ago and I think that journey that I've gone through is so much a part of me. And it also helps me connect with so many other women. And it helps to resonate with them that even though they may be going through so much right now, whatever challenges they're facing, that it's not over. And that is so important to you know, my story and talking about who I am and where I started and where I came, you know, where I ended up. Um, and, it, and it just really shows the power in reinvent, reinventing yourself and the strength that it sometimes takes. No kidding. Wow. You said that you had to climb up out mm -hmm. of that pit of abuse that you were in. Tell us a little bit more about that, because I, it gives a visual that's really really powerful and moving. What was that like? Take us on that journey to climb out of the pit of abuse. It, it actually was something that I don't realize I, at the time, I didn't realize was so pivotal. When I, that, that moment, there was a catalyst moment. There's always a catalyst moment when your life changes. Um, there's always that moment when your life changes and there was that moment and, and warning to your viewers that I'm, I'm going to talk about, I just want to make sure that it's okay that I mention some of that. Okay. Yes, so, thank okay. You. Thank you. Absolutely. So, um, the catalyst moment for me was the night that, that my ex, my now ex husband, uh, had a knife. And he was threatening to harm me and my my young son. Oh my gosh. And I don't even thinking back now, the fear, I was blinded by the fear. Yeah. And I was uh literally cowering on the floor. Oh as threatened me and my son and my little my young son at the time. He was such a he was a little guy. Um, was begging him not to hurt his mommy. That was my moment. That was my mm -hmm. moment where all I could think was, please don't hurt my child. Yes. And when I, when you've been through so much and you think you're so strong and you think you believe you have so much intestinal fortitude and confidence to be brought so low, right. that was a catalyst moment for me. And luckily I had some, you know, my, my commanding officer in, in the Marine Corps was able to get me out of that situation. I, I, you know, that night when my ex-husband left, I had to climb up off the floor. Yes. So that is an actual motion that I had to do. I had to get up off the floor. I had to stand up. I had to grab my son. I had to hold him close. I had to walk to the phone and call the military police. So there was a so the things that I'm describing are the are the motions that I actually went through. I had to gather my strength. I had to stand up. I had to grab my son. I had to walk to the room and I had to use my voice because I could not allow it to stand. Right. 
So, so that feeling of knowing that I had to gather that strength to, to put a stop to the abuse is what, is what pushed me forward to do so much more. And I don't even realize that I don't think I realized until much later that simply by putting one foot in front of the other every single day was me healing. I had to remind myself that I was more than simply a victim of domestic abuse. I had to remind myself that that I could remove that label, that I didn't have to live with that label and feel ashamed of what I had gone through. And so I began to own it. And it but it took me years. It wasn't overnight. It took me years where I had to constantly remind myself that I was worthy, constantly remind myself that that I could I was okay, that I was still here, that no matter what I had gone through, I was still here. Yes. My son was still here. And I was still making it and waking up every single morning, breathing in and out getting into my car, going to work and taking care of myself and my son. And so that realization, it took some time, but it was a constant battle. And for years I had lost my voice. Yeah. I lost my voice. I had lost my confidence. I had lost my self-esteem. I was willing to accept whatever I thought I deserved. And that, yeah. Yeah, because I had gone through that experience. Mm. And then I, I had a wake up call. I had a wake up, I had an aha moment because when I did get out of the military, I had to answer a question of what now, what was next for me? What what was I going to do from this point forward? And it was, it you know, that journey is a, it, that's a, another, you know, that's another story, but that's really, that's how it felt. That, that feeling of literally having to stand up from the ground is what I talk about. It's what I coach on because I know that feeling. I know what it's like to be in that position. Oh, absolutely. And I love how you said you came to that realization, that progressive realization that you didn't have to stay a victim here. Right. Right. That's right. It's mindset. Yeah. Yes that you didn't have to live under that label, mm -hmm. you could turn it into something else. When you say you lost your voice, I'm mm -hmm. just getting this image of you as a, as a Marine. I mean, you're not playing. I mean, no. you're tough. Come on. Right. You know, just the, just the, the boot camp alone. Come on. <laughs> you know, I mean, what you go through, but then to serve eight years again, you're not playing. This is serious. Uh, and you took it seriously. What was it like to know what you physically and mentally were capable of achieving? Mm -hmm. And yet it's like a dual life almost, you know, that here you were a Marine, strong, mm -hmm. all of that, you know, the, the few, the proud, the, the Marines, right? And then here you are cowering on the floor. Like, and you know that that was that that was the aha time. But mm -hmm. I see that this had to be a progression. This had to be happening to you all the time. And it's like this dual life. Like here I am, the Marine, and then here mm -hmm. I am, the being abused, literally, mm -hmm. wife. Was that what was that like? That must have been really difficult. Did you beat yourself up about that or did you just like ignore it? I, I beat myself up for a long time. And I've even had people say to me, well, you were a Marine. Why didn't you just fight him? Why didn't you fight back? And, and I went through that question myself years ago. Um, um, but but there is a there is a when you go through something like that, it's not overnight. It takes right. time for someone to steal your voice. It takes time for someone to steal your confidence, right? Lower your self-esteem. And so for me, it was as if I was wearing a mask. Oh, wow. There was one face I showed to the world, whether it was at work, on military base, doing my job. There was one 
and, and that mask stayed in place for many, many years, because even after I left that abusive marriage, I, on the, on the outside, I had to be this strong, competent, independent woman, right. but on the inside, I, I questioned myself every day. Yeah. I questioned my decisions. I didn't know, I didn't speak up for myself when I should, because I felt well, if I don't say nothing, it'll de-escalate any situation, any challenge, regardless of, of where it was. And so I felt for many years that I was wearing a mask. I was showing one face to the world. Um, and when I was at home or in private, it was the real me. And for, or I felt it was right. the real me. And for a long time, those two uh, people, the two versions of me were very, were very different. They were very different. And so it was a period of time where I did have this duality of personalities, this duality of, of being me, that it was uncomfortable. The mask was uncomfortable because I didn't feel that I was actually showing up the way that I wanted to and that I was hiding the real me, the person that I was because of this traumatic experience I had gone through. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine putting on that the marine mask and walking through your daily life only mm -hmm. to come home and like have to um, kind of as a visual, you have to take it off and stick it in the glove box now That's and now become the abusee, yeah. right? Like that yeah. must have been so confusing and difficult. And on top of that, you're a mom. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that must have been hard. Do you feel that you were able to maintain that mask? Did people know what was happening to you or did it, or did it come as a surprise when all of a sudden things blew up? It was a surprise for many people. I think there were cracks that were starting to show towards the end where I couldn't maintain the mask 24-7. Um, but when it all culminated in that one night, and it it was you know made public there was a lot of shock and surprise because i i covered i hid you know mm -hmm. i hid behind that mask for so long that um and it was intentional on my part and sure. that's a, another thing that i talk to you know the 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 women that i coach is i tell my story because i don't want to feel shame and they all have a story and I don't want them to feel shame. I want them to mm -hmm. speak about it because when you speak about it, it takes away the negative power. It takes yes. away the negative impact. And so it, it was a situation where I hid it intentionally because I was ashamed at the time. Now mm -hmm. I talk about it freely because there is power in my words. There is power in me talking to you about it power in me writing in the books that I've written about it um, because this is my story and it is a painful part of my past. Um, but I've learned so much from who I was then to who I am, to who I am today. Well, to be able to be who you are without the mask and to be okay with her, right? That's and to yeah. know that who you once were not mm -hmm. okay with, you had that you got to put the mask on to be okay that right. she has been able to heal right. and come into her fullness. And now here you are empowering women and sharing your story, which is certainly taking the edge off for them. Like, oh, okay, you get it right. Mm -hmm. You know, cause yes, you come across as a, as, as that very together entrepreneur, C-suite woman, obviously the Marine background, like it could be intimidating to tell right. my story. I'm thinking as, as women would think to you, because like, Hey, come on, look at all that she's done and achieved. She's going to think I'm an idiot. She's going to think I'm a fool. Right. But you mm -hmm. come in and just talk about it. It's so freeing. Like I can be real with you. So I can see how that would be very comforting to women and now we switch into the business world whether they are entrepreneurs solopreneurs or have been climbing that ladder and going what am i doing you have also been there so tell us 
about that. So here, Maureen, mm-hmm. eight year domestic survivor. Now here you are, you can climb that corporate ladder and on you go. And you said you got to the top of it. And it was like, this is not what I expected. Tell us about that. Journey. You know, I, I had a plan for my life. I had a plan. I, I knew when I got out of the Marine Corps, I sat down, I was, I was remarried at the time. And I've, I've been with my husband now 23 years and it's, it's an amazing marriage, but I sat down with, right. right, So there are second chances for those of you who are listening. um, There are second chances when you are, you know, when you want to reinvent yourself and and have a different life. So, um, But I sat down and I actually wrote out a plan and I said, you know, to my husband at the time, I said, I'm going to be, I'm going to be global HR director of the world. That's what I want to be. That's my, that's what I want to be. I want to, and I had my compensation, my salary, the money I wanted to make. I had everything laid out and I had a plan and I worked that plan. I worked that plan until the cows came home, the education, the certifications, the you know, I served on boards. I served, I did all of that stuff in order to build my resume, in order to, to make myself get to that point where a company would look at me and say, yes, she's the one we want as an executive leading our people management within our company. She's going to be our global HR manager, director of the world. Like that was, you know, that's what, that was the goal. Um, and so after years, I got there. I got that. I got that chief HR officer title. That's it. That's the title that you want as HR. That's it. Either chief HR officer, SVP, senior VP of HR. And it was everything I had hoped for, and nothing like I expected. Wow. Nothing like I expected. And I looked around and I said, yeah, okay, all right, I made it. Now what? Now what? I'm still still young, still young. Yes. Still young. Now what? Now what was I going to do? And... And that's not to say that I don't, and I still, I do HR consulting. I still um, work with companies and help with their leadership and management and executive uh, coaching and strategic planning and all of that stuff. That That's that's my sweet spot. I still love doing all that. But I realized it was lonely up there. Mm. There's not many women sitting around the board table. Yeah. There's not many of us. And we sometimes have to, just in like in the Marine Corps, sometimes we have to, we had to claw and fight our way to the top. We had to fight our way into that corner office with the faux mahogany furniture. We had to fight for our voice to be heard sitting around that boardroom table. We had to take up space in order to be seen. And so there were some parallels to what my life had been like before, even as I got to the top. And I said, if I am noticing this, if I made it with all the the clawing and fighting I had to do, there are other women who are still fighting this good fight. They're Mm -hmm. still struggling. They don't know how to navigate. They may not have the confidence. They may not know how to use their voice. They may not, they may not, they may not. Yeah. And that's where I said, you know what? I think this is, this is another, this is a sign for me that maybe it's time for me to give back, to do something with all of this experience and knowledge that I've gained over the years. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So here you are, you get to the top. You've achieved it. You've got your title. And you look around and you think, it's lonely at the top. Lonely at the top. I am happy with my title, but I am not fulfilled in the position. That's right. And finding that you had to fight to get there the whole way up. and, And to be sitting at that table as the woman 
were you accepted? Did you feel you were accepted as the woman or were you expected to behave like a man or were you ignored because, well, that's the woman over here and we're, you know, this is, this is the guys hang out here. How did, what was that like? That's a very interesting question. I tell this story about when I first, um, went into the boardroom once I had been promoted to an executive position. And I was new to the company and I had come in as an executive and, and I walked into a meeting room and I had not yet met everyone. Mm-hmm. And one of the gentlemen said, oh, are you here to take our lunch order? Oh. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yes, they did. <laughs> And I, I was, I, I was shocked, shocked. And I said, mm, no. And I just went and sat at the table because I belong at the table. Table. I'm here. I'm at here for the meeting. Um. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. But there was an assumption made when I walked in that door that I was not an executive meant to sit at that table, that I didn't belong in the meeting as a peer, that I was somehow there to get their lunch order. I was, Dr. Pam, I was literally in a suit. I was in a suit. Go figure. So... So I tell that story because there are there's there's shades of gray. Yeah. There's shades of gray. Now that incident absolutely colored the way that I viewed that team. It sure. it it colored the way that I interacted with that team. Um and it 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 started it initially started to impact what I thought about myself because I said, well, what is it about what, why, why would he say that? Oh my gosh. Am I not dressed the right way? Am I, do I not speak the right way? What is it about me that's stopping the person from, you know, considering me as a, as an executive, someone who fits here. But then I stopped myself because I knew it wasn't me. I wasn't the problem. I wasn't proud. I had earned my place there. I had earned my spot. Yes. And I knew I belonged there, regardless of that initial con- that initial comment. So there are personas, there are um, modalities you take on when you are working in environments like I did. I worked with enge- a lot of technical engineers, cyber intelligence. Um, type people who are very analytical, business-minded, mm-hmm. technical folks. And I chose to take up space, meaning... Say that never, again. Say yeah. that again. That is so good. What did you choose to do? I chose to take up space. Yes. Yes. So in meetings, I made sure that I leaned forward. I made sure that I made a a projected my voice. If I Hmm. spoke up and it appeared that I wasn't heard, I made sure to interject. I made sure that my voice was heard in in that room. So I had to choose how I was going to be perceived. I had to make sure that I was data driven, that I, um, you know, I tell some of my clients when they're concerned about how they come across, I say, lean forward and and spread your elbows because you want to take up space. You don't want to be leaned back and hidden. And so I took on some of those personality traits of the people around me. And I did refer back to my time in Marine Corps is I have to be loud and proud and stand tall. And so that's what I had to do um, in those situations. And and you always have detractors. Um, There's always that initial hesitation about whether or not 
I was coming in the room and I knew what I was talking about. And so I had to unfortunately prove it to them very quickly. I did have to prove myself very quickly that I was here for a reason and mm-hmm. that I am the person that uh, the, the CEO or the board had hired in order to lead this function within the organization, that I was their peer. So it was a constant push-pull. Uh, but once that initial hesitation was gone, then then yes, it was it was I was on very equal footing with the other executives. Mm-hmm. Equal footing came as you stepped into oh. it, right? You Correct. became a presence That's to right. be reckoned with in there. Right. Instead of saying, you know, what they were doing, how they were envisioning, viewing you as, as a woman, whatever, that was wrong. But you mm. could have bowed down to that. But instead, you rose up and you took your place at the table. You became a presence to be reckoned with in the room. And then even though there might've been a struggle, struggle was over as far as you were concerned. You, you were there and you're gonna do what you need to do. That is so incredible. So how did you now, I'm still like, I just gotta stop for a second. Now, can I take, are you here to take my lunch order? I'm still back there going, what? Who says that? What was wrong with that individual? Like who says that? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, come on. Oh, my goodness. I was the, I, I was so, the time I kind of froze, like, who are they talking to? Who are they, who are they talking to? Because. <laughs> so here. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. you decided to take a seat at the table yeah. and blow right past all of that baloney. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you did because now tell us how you went from, are you here to take our lunch order? To now here you are, not just a presence in the boardroom, you are teaching others how to do it with your Marine background, mm-hmm. with your victorious background coming out of domestic abuse, changing that narrative in your own head and stepping in and being a presence in that boardroom. Now here you are today. Tell us how you, how all, how did that take us on that journey? How did you get from owning the boardroom to training and teaching others? Yeah. So it actually, so there's, there's many layers to my, to my life. Um, So one part of, uh, part of my healing was to start writing, mm. but it wasn't writing for uh, uh, management or self-help books. I write romance novels. And so that was part of my healing. That's so cool. Okay. Are, are they out for people to buy? They are. They're actually under a, a pseudonym. I, I write under a pseudonym. Um, but I have 48 published novels that are, are selling on Amazon. I am a USA Today best-selling author. Um, I've sold thousands of books globally across, you know, um, over, over on that platform. But that was part of my healing journey is that I started writing. I started writing romance novels. And as a part of that effort, um, there are conferences and different events that I go to. And because, you know, they know I, I did HR, I was an HR executive. Um, there was coaching and mentoring inside the companies that I would do. I was, you know, head of, you know, the executive coaching function within the organization that I would be asked to speak on uh, leadership and career coaching um, at these book conferences because there were readers and there were authors and many times they worked a full-time job, the authors did, and they were still trying to progress in their career even as they wrote books. So I was asked to, to speak at a couple of conferences about career coaching and leadership. And I kept hearing from people of, wow, if only I, can I, can I hire you? Can I hire you? can I hire you? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm, you know, I'm just, this is for free. I'm just helping out. Um, and one day it triggered. It's, I have 
a service. I have an offering. Women are asking for help. And I'm saying no. Why am I saying no? Why am I doing that? And that's where the idea got started. And so 2020 was my vision year. That was my, it was probably everyone's vision year until things went kaput. (laughs) But that was my vision year. And that's where I started creating the plan of how I was going to begin coaching and mentoring and guiding other women in order to help them get to the corner office if they wanted it or Mm -hmm. to start their business if that was their dream or to write their book if that was their passion, Um, but helping them get what they wanted so they can live life the way they wanted to. Um, Because so many, so many of us are um, wearing a mask. So many of us are wearing a mask and we are hiding who we truly are from the world because we are afraid. And so I want to help women remove the mask. That's, you know, it's so funny. We talk about that. That's, I want to help women remove the mask. I want to help them show up to the world the way that they are meant to be and own it and have power in that. And so that's where it started. I actually, you know, my two worlds collided and that's where, that's where everything started from. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Part of your healing journey is you begin to write romance novels. Mm-hmm. That is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And through the romance novels comes the launching of your coaching business. That's right. That's right. Incredible. So, you know, this is what I'm thinking. You can't not, you have to trust the process here. You, you can't just, you know, it, I'm all about action steps. I love them but you have to trust the process. If you Mm -hmm. had sat with your paper and pen and been like, Mm -hmm. okay, here's the steps. You would have never in a million years thought that you would have a breakthrough moment at these conferences for romance novels, readers, and authors. Unbelievable. Totally believable actually, because uh, God is so big and his universe is so vast. Mm -hmm. So here you are, just writing from your heart, allowing that to soothe and bring healing to you, probably help you work out things and relationships that you had missed, misunderstood, yearned for. And so Mm -hmm. you're writing all of that out. And now God says, okay, my daughter, it's time. Now it's time for the next step. Here you are today helping Mm -hmm. women because you realized that you had something to bring to the table. Again, making your presence be known, Mm -hmm. you realized it's time to take off the mask and how you can help women do that. And so now, how are you doing that today? So what I do now is I am really focused on, I have, I take women through a a program. I actually call my program step into your power. And it's, it's all about stepping into this world, kicking down doors and, and taking names and showing up every single day, the way that you are meant to, to be. And so, you know, I really help them understand, you know, show up and show out. That's Mm. it. Right. Um, And so I do have a a program. I do have a group coaching program that I take women through that really starts to peel back the layers of who are they, who do they want to be, and how are they going to get there? Yeah. Once you can answer those three questions, everything else falls into place, but you have to know who you are first. And one of the most important exercises that I take my clients through to really find out who they are is I ask them to sit in silence for 30 minutes if they can. Sit in silence for 30 minutes if you can make it. And all the labels that people have placed on you, remove them. Visualize yourself peeling that label off, Mm -hmm. mom, 
wife, accountant, HR professional. Peel them, visualize yourself peeling them off. Everything you can think of. And then understand what's left. Who are you when no one is around? Who are you when the labels are gone? The labels that others have placed on us and the ones we have placed on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Who are you underneath all of that? Once you have come to that realization, that's where you start. Mm -hmm. That's where you start. That's the foundation. Because from there, then you start to say, well, what makes me happy? What brings me joy? What makes me feel whole? What gives me fulfillment? Right? You start to rebuild who you are without those other things hanging over you. And that's when you get to the crux of the person that you are. And, and so that's real, that's one of the first exercises. And those are some of the conversations that I'm having with, with women, because I also have to remove the labels from myself. Right. That's right. how I had to rebuild. I had to remove the label of domestic abuse survivor. I had to remove the label of daughter of a single teen mom a fatherless daughter of a single teen mom. I had to remove all those labels because they can be burdens on your shoulders and they're holding you back because then you live life based on those expectations. You live life based on what other people expect from you. So if you're doing that, then how can you live on your own terms? Oh, that is so good. On your own terms, you can, and so it's very, it's it's very eye opening. Yes, um, very. It's very. Um, it can be very emotional when someone does that, when they really do get to the root of who they are. So that's that's really the foundation of of what I do and how I help women today. You know, as you're saying this, I keep coming back to you as the forty eight. Uh, in 48 romance novels. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm coming back to that because you just shared this precious and powerful strategy of removing all these labels. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I'm thinking about you as the uh, high, re reaching the highest of heights in, in the corporate world, the top of the ladder, okay, power. And how you mm -hmm. had to own your seat, right? Mm -hmm. And and that position of mm -hmm. uh, in the Marines, that power of eight years, right? Mm -hmm. And and even before that, rising up against all of that which had been in your childhood, and mm -hmm. choosing to take that that jump of faith and go into the Marines when you could have done something easier like the Air Force or whatever. But underneath all of that all this harder, hard exterior, which is great, by the way, was a romance novelist. Right. Waiting right. to come out. Waiting to come out. And it would be through that part of you mm -hmm. that you're calling, your full calling, which is, which is all these little bits and pieces all the way along. And they're not little. They're really huge and important. But all right. these parts mm -hmm. falling into alignment mm -hmm. because you took off the labels. I took off, took off the labels. And mm -hmm. this novelist came out of you. And mm -hmm. now the calling comes out of you. And now all those pieces of that jigsaw puzzle are being put together. And now you're taking women in all walks of life mm -hmm. and showing them how to be free, how to That's be right. without a label. Mm -hmm. in their life. And mm -hmm. you're right. Women do that. I mean, everybody does that, but women, we really do that. You know, I'll find it in a coaching session, like in a, especially in a group session where you say, Hey, what are your wins this week? They're always like, and I've been so guilty of it too. Right. Well, my kid, well, uh, you know, this happened or, or that happened at work. And it's like, okay, that's great. Yeah. What about you? Yes. Something for 
you. And, and you and you and, and I've done it. I've done it, right? And what happens? The eyes go up and we're like, mm, we're searching for something. Yeah, exactly. We're searching for something that is without label, that is transparent, mm -hmm. that is really that win for us. And so many times we haven't even taken the moment, Lee, oh. to actually find something. Like, what did you do for you this week? Where is your win for you? Where is that? And mm -hmm. you found that through that romance writing, which took you to that call, and now empowering all these women to drop the mask. That's it. Down. My that's goodness. It. Oh, that's so powerful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So now, here you are, speaking, writing, coaching, teaching people how to be the authentic self in power. That's right. That's Amazing. right. Amazing. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm looking at our time. And I mean, I feel like you and I could go on and on for hours. And I imagine we could. You have come from being accused of being the lunchroom lady to, <laughs> to being a presence in the world that's changing lives. How do people follow up with you, find out more about you, get your book? We didn't even say that, the book. Tell us about the book. <laughs> well, I'll be really, really quick. So, yeah, so we did have a, there's a new uh, anthology that was just released. It is called Undefeated, and it's it's stories of powerful women who have overcome challenges and risen to the top, and how have we succeeded? And so my stories in there, as well as others, it was uh, um, envisioned by Kern Crockett Cherry. She is a, you know, she's a collaborator. She gets people together. She she brings people into, you know, into her vision, and we execute. And it's an, it's been amazing. I'm actually um, with her, been on several projects, um, and this is, you know, the fourth uh, time that that I have been on a project that she's been associated with. With the book has gone to number one on Amazon. So it's an amazing, it's an it's amazing. And so if you are looking to be inspired, your your the watchers or your your listeners, if you're looking to be inspired and to really read stories about powerful women who have done amazing things in their life and overcome um hardship and obstacles, then Undefeated is definitely the book for you. It has so many great stories and amazing stories in there. So um, so yes, let's not forget to mention Undefeated. <laughs> so, and how do people find you and follow up with you? Yes, absolutely. So I am on social media. You can look me up as Coach Lee Mariano or Alexa Dom Coaching. I'm on Facebook, uh, TikTok even. Uh, and Instagram as well. So you can definitely find me there and send me a note. Let me know if you, you know, you, that you heard this show, this session and ask me any questions that you want. I am happy to answer. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been so inspiring. Uh, you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you for pressing through all that you've been through and choosing to not wear the labels and to be a leader instead, a real leader, a servant leader, but one that is wanting to bring change one life at a time. Uh, I'm so grateful and honored. Will you come back again? I sure will. Absolutely. This has been so great. I really enjoyed this conversation. I did as well. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And I want to thank everybody for showing up today. And I know that you took notes because I've got so many. So you do not want to let this just drop. Make sure you follow up with Lee. Get the book. Please get the book from her. And ladies, um, yeah, I mean, she's got something going on there. So let's check out her coaching program. Call her, get on a call with her, see if it's a good fit because this woman is a powerhouse and I mean, it's time to drop the mask, right? It's it's time to boss your own life. You have a purpose by design, not by default. Thank you again for showing up today, everybody. Make sure that you like and share. Take this message now. If you, you shared it at the beginning, but now you heard how awesome it is. So take it and share it. Let's make it go viral. 
of course, let's do that. Let's show the world these messages are needed, but that what Coach Lee is doing is needed and it's mandatory in the world. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. Remember, you are here on purpose with a purpose by design, not by default. So go out there with no mask and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. We'll see you next time. Ascend Above the Crowd is the newest course by Pamela Hinkle. Ascend is a self-paced email course that will come directly to your inbox and will change your mindset and your life. Each week, you will receive lessons, resources, challenges, and journal writings that will help you discover your purpose by design. It's your time to ascend above the crowd. To learn more about Ascend, go to www.purposewithpamela.com forward slash ascend. Pamela Hankel is a mindset mentor, author, speaker, minister, and transformation coach. Her weekly podcast, international radio show, and television show are a lifeline that changes lives and inspires people to discover their individual potential through realizing their purpose by design. Pamela is a natural motivator and has shown many how to find their niche and transform their lives. Although success is an uphill battle, Pamela gives the necessary strategies to flourish, cheering you on every step of the way. Pamela shares from her personal experiences, education, and life as a woman in leadership, utilizing decades of knowledge. Taking the approach of, let's have coffee and chat, she will awaken your dreams and purpose by design. Are you ready for Pamela to help guide you? Email us at purposewpamela.office at gmail.com or go to her website at purposewithpamela.com.